Welcome to the Laura Creates Courses weekly podcast. I'm Laura Coulter, and I'm here to share with you insights and stories to help you develop your own effective online course. Each episode includes something for you to do and a way to interact with a community of people just like you. You can find the show notes for this and other podcast episodes at lauracreatescourses.com slash podcast slash EP and the episode number. Episode three starts diving into discussion boards, specifically using introductions. This is the first episode in a three episode series on discussion boards as learning activities. Today we're going to be covering introductions in discussion boards, but first I want to start by talking a little bit about why discussion boards are important. Courses where the students feel a sense of community have a much, a much higher success rate than courses where students feel isolated. That is where discussion boards can fit in. Um, when you build a community between your students, you give them more than just yourself. You give them the chance to connect with others and it gives them more of a network of support. It is a professional learning network or a professional learning community. And that's really valuable. Creating solid relationships between teachers and students makes the students feel more engaged in the course and more willing to put the effort into it. And connecting the students to each other also provides them a sense of connectedness and engagement and a sense of responsibility that they want to follow through because their classmates might be pulling for them or depending on them for something. There are two types of online courses. There is a synchronous online course, which means everybody's working through it together at the same time. Maybe week one, everybody's doing this, week two, everybody's doing that. And then there's asynchronous courses. Those are your self-paced course. Anyone can enter at any time. Anyone can leave and finish at any time and work at any speed. So in a synchronous course, it's much, much easier to use discussion boards there because you have an active community that you know is there to post. In an asynchronous course, it's a little harder to do that, but it's not impossible. So the sense of isolation that students feel when taking an online course is very real and it's a big cause of why students don't finish a course. But if you can put in some way for students to feel connected, even with past students, then that you're providing a stronger sense of connection than you would if you didn't have any kind of discussion board. So you could have a discussion board built into your learning management system and you can use that one and leave the old ones available for your new learners to come in and read through. You can have a Facebook group and have everybody who joins the class post their answers on there. That'll also give old ones for them to scroll through and make them feel like, yeah, I'm not the only person who had that question. Boy, I'm glad to see that other people were struggling with this too. Or, wow, that was a creative way that that person figured it out. That gives me an idea. There's also um, comments. So for example, when I do these episodes, I give you an activity and then I ask you to post on the comments. That is a way to build some community. 
So now let's talk specifically about introductions. Introductions on a discussion board are very important for setting the tone of the course. You want to create a discussion board that is active and that students actually want to go there. So those introductions are pretty important. It helps build student-to-student -student connections. And if you ask the right questions, it helps you help your students. So let's talk more about that. What is a right question? A question could be, hey, tell us, why are you in this course? What are you hoping to get out of it personally for your life? And what experiences do you bring to the table? Have you done this before? Is this brand new to you? What's your background? I am rambling on. You will be more succinct in your questions. Um, but if you ask them those questions, that tells you what their personal goals are. And you can come back to that at a later time and address them specifically and really make your students feel seen. You can also connect students with each other by asking them these kinds of questions and what experience they bring to the table. This allows students to say, hey, so-and-so and so-and-so um, come from the same background that I do. I want to reach out to them and kind of have a conversation about where this is going. Or so-and-so is an expert, I'm just a beginner. I would like to ask a question. Maybe this, this person will answer for me. It gives students a chance to get to know each other. And that's really important. Do you want a way to choose effective learning activities at your fingertips? Download my free ebook, Online Course Creation Made Easy, 25 Activities to Engage Your Online Learner at lauracreatescourses.com. It's designed to help you choose the right learning activity to meet your goal. That's lauracreatescourses.com. But you also should probably include something fun. It could be, you know, something simple like what were you like in high school or sixth grade. It could be what's your favorite color. But you don't want to make it a throwaway question. Make it something fun, but also make it something that tells you a little bit more about the person who's answering the question. The fun part allows people to be a little goofy, be a little silly. You can even ask them to post a, a silly picture of themselves or post a, a picture with a filter on and maybe give themselves some creative hats or ears. That is fun, but also has the second trick of making students see each other's faces, even with filter, which builds more connection and makes people feel less isolated. So this is a really useful tool and what may seem simple can actually have a lot of oomph behind it. So a couple of the things you need to know. You have to introduce yourself as well. You have to post and you might be the first post and you might set the silliest tone or you might model how in-depth you want this answer to be and students will follow your suit. And you also want to model interactions. So if somebody posts about themselves, you could respond with an, a question or a comment or a connection, or you could ask other students in the response, hey, does anybody else do this too? And that will help connect and bring other students in. 
The more engaging the discussion board is, the less work you have to do. So you have to set it up and you have to model and then you need to encourage your students and your learners to keep going. And they will, they'll, if, if it's a good place for them to be and they'll feel it, they'll want to be there. Now, this is, again, hard in an asynchronous course. People are never at the same place at the same time. But the board does still help people vent, um, ask questions, and maybe there's two or three people in the course at the same time, or 10, and they will go through and answer some questions. Something like a Facebook group or some sort of group that is evergreen is really useful because you'll find that students who took the course and finished it are interested in helping newcomers through the course so they'll stay on the board and answer questions. And that's really invaluable because they have a different perspective from the course than you do. They took it as a student. You're the course creator. It's a little bit different. All right, it's time for your to-do. Now I want you to think about your course idea and design an introduce yourself question. Have it be two, three, four questions tucked all in there and make sure that you try to find out about your learner. What do they want out of this course? What experiences do they bring? What, what kinds of questions can you ask that will give you the information you need to serve them better and to do, make the best possible course experience for them? And later on, we'll talk more about how you can really mine this and use it, and it's gonna be great. But then, once you've designed your question, and don't forget to include something fun, I want you to post your question in our comments. If you're listening to this on a podcast, then go to the video, I've linked it in the show notes, and share yours in the comments there as well, Explain to us why you chose the questions you chose or why you chose to ask them. What were you hoping to gain out of it? I'm really looking forward to reading those. That's it for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let me know by giving it a rating and sharing a screenshot on Instagram. Be sure to tag at Laura Creates Courses. Where's my coffee?